Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainee Sharp. I'm your host for this evening, as always. It's a pleasure to have you guys. If this is your first time watching this podcast, welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect community. I'm so elated to just be before you and to be used by God to help bring forth empowerment, to help and bring forth encouragement, and just whatever the Holy Spirit lays on my heart is what um, simply that I give and we are imperfectly perfect. That means that we are perfected through Christ and despite, in spite of our imperfections. So to God be the glory for everything that he has been doing. And um, I pray this, you know, with everything just changing and things getting to the new normal, new normal, quote unquote, that we are just, you know, just seeing how faithful God has been. I truly just been taking the time out to just reflect on God's faithfulness and how he has kept us throughout this pandemic. Many people can't um, say that they made it or even um, be able to see the light of the day. Even if you are have a, still experiencing unemployment or experiencing a financial issues, God has been faithful. God has been faithful and um, it's just something just to be grateful for, just to think, you know, just a year ago where we were and to think about where we are now, just giving God thanks because of his love, because of his grace, because of his, because of his mercy. God is so good. So um, let's get into tonight's podcast. I'm going to say a word of prayer. We're going to do a review because we are doing a series. So I know some people didn't tune in last week. So I do need to do a review about what we talked about. And then we're going to continue on with um, the series for this evening. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God, for your presence, God. We thank you, God, and we invite you here. God, we invite you in our homes. We invite you, God, on our job. We invite you in the car. God, wherever, God, we have the pleasure, God, of the God seeing God in coming together, God, for this podcast. I thank you, Holy Spirit, God, that you um, that you would penetrate our hearts, dear Father God, so that we can receive, dear Father God, from you. Whatever it is that you desire for us to hear, desire for us to learn, dear Father God, whether it's healing, God, whether it's peace, God, whether it's God breakthrough, God, whatever it is that we need in this moment, in this hour, Holy Spirit, have your way, God, and I count it a privilege and an honor that you choose to use me, God, for such a platform as this, God, to be a blessing to your people, to your children, Holy Spirit. So God, whatever it is you want to do, if you want to change things up, God, this is your platform. God, I am just the vessel that Father God, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, God, would be glorified, that you shall be magnified. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, everybody that is tuning in on Facebook and on Instagram. Hi, Sister Max. Welcome on Instagram and all of my followers that are on Facebook, welcome. And so the listeners that will be listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, welcome, welcome, welcome. So guys, we started last week the God's Love Languages series, God's Love Languages series. And the subtopic for last week was, what is love? What is love? And I'm just going to just uh, quickly go over a few things um, what we talked about last week because there's a lot that you know God wants me to cover um, tonight. Um, so just giving you a background, if you are not familiar about love languages, Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, and five love languages is words of affirmation, words of affirmation touch, acts of service, 
gifts, and quality time. And so these are some of the love languages that we're going to be talking about. Um, actually, we're going to talk about all five of them um, and how they are relatable to God because we know that God is creator of all things. So even though Gary Chapman and shout outs to them because it is um, it's something to definitely take a part of. And I haven't read um, other book yet, but um, definitely there are quizzes out there that if you want to uh, go on there to see what your love, love languages are, they actually are a series of questions. And then based off the series of questions, you're able to see how you um, desire to give love and how you want to receive it back. So definitely check out one of those quizzes and um, I'm going to uh, find that quiz and then uh, post it in this particular podcast so that you can check it out for yourself. Um, so those are the five love languages. And before we got before we uh, started talking about the love languages, God laid it on my heart to, to break down love because many people say, you know, they many people don't really know what love means and what love is. And so that's what we talked about last week. We talked about what is love? What is love? And love is an intense feeling of deep affection. It's an intense um, feeling of deep af affection. And as far as God is concerned, we talked about it being unselfish, loyal, and benevolent. Benevolent is characterized by or expressing goodwill or kindly feelings, concern for the good of another. And this is, this is God, hands down. God is so unselfish. He sacrifices only begotten son for you and me. The fact that we are still have a life and breath and, and we're still breathing the breath of God right now is, is God's unconditional love. No, no love is like God's. No love is like our heavenly father. So God, God is love. And that's what we talked about also is that God is love. God is love. And if you want to know that scripture, that that's in First John four, verse seven through eight in the Amplified version. And I'm I feel the Holy Spirit leading me here, um, just to read that scripture again. First John, chapter four, verse seven through eight. And I'm going to read from the Amplified version. It says, "Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another." For love is from God and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. My God. So a lot of us haven't experienced love. A lot of us have never even said, some people have never even said the word love because they don't know God. And if you don't know God, you won't know the fullness of what love means and what love is. Because everything, everything that God is, is love because he is love. He's love. So in order to truly know how to love somebody, know, know how you um, need to be loved, you have to have a relationship with God. You have to have a relationship with them to know what love is. So that is um, what love is. And then we started talking about, we started breaking down, breaking down um, the different types of love. So four different types of love that we talked about 
And two of them we covered, and we're going to cover the other two tonight. Um, and then we're going to get into um, start talking about the ling the languages. So number one, agape, agape love. And then the um, hey Laura, and in the Greek, in the Greek, agape means uh, affection, goodwill, love, benevolence. And we already talked about what benevolence means. So talking about agape love and. My God, that is that is just the greatest love. The love of that God shows. That was what we're talking about with unconditional love. That's agape love. And I'm just doing a brief overview. If you want me to go uh, talk about more details, you need to go to I Am Perfectly Perfect Incorporated's Facebook page, and you can watch like last week's podcast. Um, so we talked about agape love. Number two, we talked about. And if you want the scripture reference, excuse me, um, that is John 3, 16, the Amplified Version, and also John 15, verse 12 through 14 in the Amplified Version. And then the second love that we talked about last week is phileo or um, phylos in the Greek. It refers to brotherly love or friendship love. And all of my Philly people, this is what, you know, Philadelphia, this is um, what um, the word uh, the root word uh, derives from is the Greek word phileo, talking about, you know, we are the city of the brotherly love, even though some people say, hey, that's, <laughs> we're not really showing too much brotherly love, but hey, that is what Philadelphia derives from, phileo, meaning brotherly love, and we just went over just the example, um, the example of that was um, David and Jonathan, they had brotherly love, brotherly love just truly being able to sacrifice being able to sacrifice your life for someone else being able to um not have um not have a second thought or hesitation when it comes to being there for or having uh love as a friend because in the word of god it talks about there's no love like like a friend sacrificing his life for you and in the word of God, it talks about God being like talking about going beyond when when the disciples were followers of Jesus Christ and they were followers and he called them the disciples. But then after a certain amount of time of them um, following him, he called them their his friend. And because he called them their friend, Jesus said, oh, I don't I, I'm, I'm, I'm excuse me, I'm unselfishly desiring to sacrifice my life for you because you are my friend. You're beyond a follower of mine. You are my friend. So therefore, I trust you. I trust you with my secrets. I trust you with my thoughts. I trust you with my life. So therefore, I don't mind. And I desire to unselfishly die for you. The brotherly love. And that is something that David and Jonathan had. Jonathan was King Saul's son. King Saul's son, and that scripture reference is 1 Samuel 18, verse 1 through 4 in the Amplified Version. So we're going to get into the other two um, types of love, and then we're going to get into uh, the languages. So the third type of love is eros, eros, and this is romantic love, romantic love, and it stems from the English root word erotic, erotic. And uh, so this is, I'm not going to get into too much detail about this. I mean, I think it, it pretty much speaks for itself. Um, 
it's romantic love. So it's love that you would have for um, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife or your husband. Um, and and this is, <laughs> yes, Holy Spirit. And talking about in the word of God, I just have to put this out there because the Holy Spirit is leading me this way, is that this is for a man and a woman, not a man and a man, and not a woman and a woman. And a woman because the word of God, it talks about not laying a man not laying with a man and women not laying with another woman so just putting that out there this is talking about romantic love between a man and a woman i'm just the messenger um so and if you want the scripture reference for this you can go to kings of um song not kings of solomon songs of solomon songs of solomon and listen I'm just going to put this disclaimer out there because I'm in a season where I can't read songs of Solomon <laughs> and I'm just going to be like straight up and real with you. Like I can't read songs of Solomon. So I was like, listen, I'm going, if you want to read it, read it at your discretion. But if you know that you are not in a season to read it because hey, it's very erotic. It's, it's talking about Eros romantic love. It's talking about love between a husband and a wife. And so, yeah, that's good between a husband and wife. But if you are single and you living safe and you trying to keep yourself <laughs> and you trying to not, you know, um, do anything that is not pleasing in God's sight, I wouldn't read uh, Songs of Solomon. Because <laughs> if you have an imagination like mine, listen, like your mind would take you there. So I'm just putting that disclaimer out there. That's why I'm not reading any of that concerning arrows. But if you want scripture references for that, yes, sis, then you can read Songs of Solomon. <laughs> listen, my sisters in the chat, they can agree. Like, we're not going there. All right, so moving on to the next love. <laughs> Listen, you got to be real with yourself. This, you have to guard your gates. You have to know what it is you can intake and what you can't because... Listen, yes, is the word of God, but it's it's meant for married folks. Like, it's meant for married folks. So next uh, and last um, love is um, Storje. Storje. And it's the Greek word for family love. This is, um, it doesn't really um, say it per se. Like it doesn't say storge in the word of God, but it does explain it. Um, and it's the Greek word for family love, the affectionate bond that develops naturally between parents and children and brothers and sisters. Storge love. And we're going to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 10 in the Amplified Version. And it says, be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Give preference to one another in honor, never lagging behind in diligence, aglow in the spirit, enthusiastically serving the Lord, constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ, steadfast and patient in distress, devoted to prayer, continually seeking wisdom, guidance and strength. My God. So this is talking about a family love. Love that, you no, know, listen, I am the two things that, <laughs> yes, two things that I'm, I'm definitely passionate about. And that's my family and those that I love, period. 
So families, those that I love, those close friends that I pretty much are family to me. So yeah, that's that's a type of love going back and it's still kind of relational to a phileo love, which is brotherly love because it's talking about having a love where you are going to be um, unselfish. You're going to be um, willing to be, um, to sacrifice for them. When you love, when you truly love someone, you're willing to make sacrifices. You're willing to go beyond yourself because the word of God talks about loving others as you love yourself. So meaning that you are willing to do and, and be there for them. And then you also are expecting that back, right? Because in relationships, it's talking about give and take. And this is what we're going to talk about getting to in a moment. Talking about, when we're talking about love languages, this is how you want, to, when you give, the way you give um, your love is also how you would like to receive it. It's also how you would like to receive it. You're not just giving this love out for it. It's just, oh, okay, well, thank you. And then you don't get nothing in return. You don't get nothing in return. It's not saying, okay, you're like, oh, well, you shouldn't expect nothing. No, not saying, and it's it's because sometimes people can misconstrue because the word of God talks about it's better to give than receive. Yes, it is better to give than receive, but it didn't say that you should not receive. That's the difference. It's better to give than receive, but the word of God did not say that you should not receive at all. And that's something that I had to learn myself. Is that with me naturally being a giver, it was, it was, and it's still sometimes hard for, to, for me to receive, but God still wants you to receive what you give out. You may not get it as much, but he still wants you to receive it. And the same way that God wants to, like we are, God is the same way. The way he gives love is how he wants to receive it back. God, God is not in a, in, in a relationship with us for him to just be giving, giving, giving to us. And then we don't give him nothing back. We don't spend all time with him. We don't touch. We don't make sure that we reach out to him. We don't make sure that we're giving him our, up our gifts. We don't make sure that, um, that we're giving him words that affirmation, making sure that we're giving him acts of service. Like God wants all of these things. He wants all of these things. So we talked about storage. So again, going over the four types of worry before we get into these love languages is agape. Number one is agape. Number two is phileo or phylos. Number three is eros. And number four is storage, storage love. So let's get into tonight. That was a quick review over what we uh, started last week talking about um, the God's Love Languages series. And we went, uh, we were talking about what is love. So tonight, tonight we're continuing the Love Languages series and we're gonna be talking about the first love language, um, quality time, quality time. This for me, and you can type it in the chat if you want to, if this is, if you have taken the quiz, and again, I'm going to make sure that I put the link to uh, the quiz and um, in the for the pod under under this uh, comment section, so that anybody who wants to take the quiz, they can, so you can find out what your love language is, because it's it's important to know. It really is important to know. Um, 
So mine, my my number one is quality time. Like overall, everything I I really um desire quality time. And it's just like just being in the room some with someone, especially people that I love, being in the room with someone, you know, watching TV, laughing, cracking jokes, playing cards, playing games. I love to entertain people. And a lot of the main reason why I love to entertain people is because I love spending time with the people that I love. And it does not take much when it comes to quality time. It doesn't take much. All it takes is for you actually spending time, you talking to them, you just, you know, doing whatever. As long as you are with them, that is important. And you're giving them, let me put this out there, and you're giving them your undivided attention. Because sometimes people take quality time as, oh, well, all right, I'm being with you, but then you scrolling on the phone the whole time. You on Facebook and on Instagram the whole time. That's not quality time. You can do that by yourself. Like, seriously, like, who wants to say, oh, all right, I'm spending quality time with you, and you just, like, on your phone, scroll, 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 and you barely even look up. Like, listen, I, no. You go out on a date with somebody and then like, oh my gosh, that really irritates me when I see people, if I go out and I see a couple that's like out on a date and both of them are on their phone the whole time. Hello, like, am I spending time with you or am I spending time talking to everybody else that I do all day, every day? What is the point in it? What is the point in it? And that is how God feels. That is exactly how God feels. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Is that when it's time to spend quality time with him, this is what we're doing. He's like, pray. He's like, okay, God, give me a minute. Let me go check Facebook right quick. Let me you know, check the same five statuses that's been on there every time I press refresh. Pray. I daughter, I need you to pray. All right, God, well, let me continue to sleep. Like, I just need these five more minutes. God is like, when God is calling for us, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. He is expecting us to spend quality time with him because he's always there for us. God is always there for us. So God is expecting for us to be there for him. Be there when he needs us. Yes, mommy, it does not take much. That's what God is expecting from us. That is what God is expecting from us. Quality time. What does quality mean? Quality. Quality is of high standard, of high standard. And in another um, definition I put in here, but it's excellence of high standard or excellence, you're thinking about quality, something that is like the highest. God has a high standard when it comes to time. Time should be appreciated. Time should not be taken for granted because listen, God created time for us. God created time for us. God doesn't God doesn't live based off of time because time <laughs> God is is all knowing. God is 
uh, it, time doesn't even exist. He only created it so that we can have it for ourselves so that we can have order. But God, listen, it says in the word of God, it talks about one day in, in our time can literally be a thousand years. A thousand years. One day for God is a thousand years. If you wanted to put it in um, in comparison. So God is not concerned about time. But time should still not be wasted. Time should not be wasted. So every minute, every every hour, you know, any time of the day that God is requiring and calling our name, we need to be available. Putting thing, all things before him. Putting all things before him. Because God knows what our agenda is. He created our agenda. And a lot of times, and listen, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I'm like, well, God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got practice. I need to take a nap. Like it's, <laughs> and it's God is just like, listen, I know everything that you got going on. If you just, if you just come to me and give me the quality time that I am requiring, because a lot of times we treat quality time with God as as an as an option we treat quality time with god as an option and god is like no it's a requirement spending time with me isn't a requirement but yet and still when god you know calls for us we're saying i got this and i got the third and we running down our whole agenda we running down a whole a day and God is like, I'll give you the grace to get everything done if you just spend time with me. I'm calling for you to come to me because there's some things that you do not know about your day. But if you just come to me and I'll give you the answers, if you just come to me, I'll give you the peace that you need throughout your day. If you come to me, I'll, I'll give you the floor plan. I'll give you the blueprint. I'll let you know what it is that you need to look out for. But yet and still, we try to do this on our own. Let's go to James chapter 4, verse 8. And the New Living Transit Translation. James 4, verse 8, New Living Translation. And it says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. God is like, if you come close to me, I'll come close to you. Again, letting us know that, that his love should be reciprocated. Reciprocated. He's expecting us to reciprocate the same love that he gives to us. No, we won't be able to top God, but we can strive, strive to um, to at least match God. We will never top him. We can strive to match God in the way he loves us so unconditionally. Come close to God and God will come close to you. This is what God is requiring from us. Not just in this season, but always, always. Quality time, quality time of God requires prayer, worship, and reading his word. 
Quality time with God requires prayer, worship, and reading his word. Those three things go hand in hand when it comes to having quality time, having a high standard of time with God. If you want to get to know God more, you need to have prayer because prayer is our communication. Prayer is the way we talk with God. And prayer is not always, it's not always saying, oh, okay, well, I have to spend an hour. You know, yes, that's necessary. Spending a certain amount of time dedicated. But then there's other times where you can be going throughout your day. You could be at work and you're simply talking to him, you know, to yourself. That's still spending time with God. Talking to him. Worshiping God. Worship is, is how we reverence his name. Worship lifting up our hands and playing um, worship music, playing um, instrumental uh, soaking music. Soaking music is, is just instrumental uh, worship music. And playing that and just allowing the Holy Spirit to move, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Sitting and meditating. And then after that, sitting and meditating on God's word, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you to what scriptures are going to be beneficial throughout your week, throughout your day. Maybe something. And I just recently um, read uh, a devotional um, and it was on peace. It was on peace. And I'm telling you, I needed it was a 14 day devotional and I needed it so much because the enemy was been playing with my mind and just reminding me of, you know, my past and just, you know, keep trying to make me feel guilty of what I did. There's things that God has already forgiven me for and has already uh, forgotten about. And I was like, man, I really need something that's going to help me, you know, help me to be focused, help me to get my mind cleared and my mind stayed on, stayed on Jesus. And God was like, you need to do a devotional on peace. And when I was searching for it, this particular one, um, it, um, it's great. It came up on uh, my timeline on my Bible app. I actually found it on the Bible app. And I began to just devote my time. Like after I prayed and after I worshiped, I ended off my uh, time with God reading the devotional. And then in devotionals, the good thing about devotionals is they have questions and certain questions they, they ask you and it made you make me to start thinking, wow, what is it that's, that's, um, that's blocking my mind? What is it that's consuming my thoughts? And I really had to think about, and once I thought about it, those are some things that I went to God in prayer and I casted all of those cares unto God and said, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with and God, I need you to help me. And then this past Sunday, my pastor Tracy was just talking about talking about our thoughts and talking about, you know, us not um, forgetting about everything that we did in our past, forgetting about those things that God has already forgiven us about. And anytime the enemy tries to remind us of who we once were. Tell him bye bye. Say bye to your past. Say bye to all the enemy and all of his foolishness. Say bye to it because that's not who you are anymore. And if God has already forgiven you for it, if God has already wiped the slate clean, why do we keep bringing about it? Why do we keep talking about it? Why do we keep reliving things that's already been dead? So we need to have prayer, worship, 
and reading his word. Those are so essential and having a great relationship with God and actually understanding the fullness of his love and being able to reciprocate that love as well. Being able to reciprocate that love as well. Okay, I'm seeing all this stuff in here. All right. Um, be able to reciprocate this love as well. Let's go to First Chronicles. First Chronicles chapter 16. Verse 28 through 30. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, O nations of the world, recognize the Lord, recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord in the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his splendor. Let all the earth before him. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. My God, my God. So God is truly telling us the importance the importance of knowing that prayer, worship, and reading God's word, those three things, prayer, worship, and reading his word is so essential when we truly want to get closer to God and actually spend quality time with God, the high standard of time with God, then we need to have all three of those things, all three of those things. Thank you, mommy. All three of those things. So we know the three things that are required. So when we do those three things, there are some benefits. There are some benefits that we experience that we can take part in and actually have if we, if we spend quality time with God. And number one is peace. I was just talking about peace, but peace is so essential, especially during this time where we, a lot of us are still um, experiencing the residue, the residue of the pandemic, because we are technically still in the pandemic. And even though a lot of things are opening back up, but there's still people that are still grieving from um, from losing loved ones. And even pre pre pandemic, where there there are certain things that people experience. Because I don't want it to be so also oh, focused on pandemic and let it, and us forgetting that before a year ago there were still some things that a lot of us are still experiencing the residue from still experiencing the residue from and that has uh taken control of our peace that has still consuming our mind because of the trauma that we've experienced and i encourage you that if you um this thursday um my church the river church has been uh doing the mental health just putting a little plug in there doing the mental health awareness Mental Health Awareness Month, and for the past three weeks, and then we're concluding it on this Thursday, for the past three weeks has been, been talking about depression, talking about um, anxiety, talking about um, bipolar, talking about um, just uh, how teens are handling the pandemic, how um, how parents are able to help their children, just different different topics that have been covered is concerning mental health and mental health is so important to bring awareness of because that is affecting mental talking about the mind and peace 
Having a peace of mind is so important. First Timothy chapter one, verse seven is talking about, we shall not have the spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So anytime anything is going against what the God said we should have is fear. We're having the spirit of fear that is against God because we're supposed to have what? Again, the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Sound mind is talking about having a peace of mind. The peace that surpasses all understanding. That is what we need to have. And the enemy desires to rob us of our peace because if he can rob us of our peace, that means that we're going to be focused because when we have peace, that means that our mind is stayed on God's because talking about sound, having a clear mind, our mind is stayed on God. But if we don't have peace, that means that our focus on, on everything else, our focus is on our bills, our focus is on the pandemic, our focus is on our health, our focus is on everything else. Instead of putting our trust in God, instead of having faith, instead of believing that whatever it is that we need that is in God, whatever it is that we desire is in God, whatever it is that we need to intake is in God, everything we need is in him. So there's no need for us to worry. It's no need for us to fret because God is, will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And he will give us the desires of our heart if we believe, if we have faith, if we spend time with him, if we are, are obedient and have a relationship with Christ. These are benefits. We have the peace. How, and some people, and I'm not trying to, um, being sensitive to anybody, but there are some people that, and because it's natural, because we are human beings, that we weren't, a lot of people were not able to have peace because their, their mind was so stayed on everything that was happening, everything that was happening throughout this past year. And then there's some people that have experienced the peace of God. Why? Because even, even I know for me, even when I was unemployed, I had to put my faith, I had to put my trust in God and say, listen, God, I need you because I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know where this money is coming from. I'm trying to save money. I don't know how, how all of this is going to happen with me not having a job. And God said, do you trust me? Do you believe Did I, did I ever fail you yet? Did I ever fail you yet? And I won't start now. So I had to put my trust in God. And when I, and again, the word of God also talks about casting all your cares unto him. So when I casted all of my cares unto God, God gave me a peace and letting me know that he had me covered, that everything I needed was in him and is in him and will always be in him. And with that, God gave me peace. He gave me a sound mind because I did not fret or worry anymore. And God exceeded, exceeded my expectations. He gave me abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think. And that's Ephesians 3.20. He gave me more than what I was even expecting. Why? Because I put in my trust in him and I listened. I obeyed his directions. But are we focusing on everything else to be focusing on our circumstances? We won't be able to, and I'm getting ahead of myself. We won't be able to hear God clearly for his directions. 
And when God starts giving us directions, it's so that he can give us peace and knowing. Because I know for me, if I don't have directions and what, what gives me fear and what gives me anxiety is not knowing where I'm going. It's not knowing where I'm headed. It's not having a clear plan of what lies ahead. That's me personally. That was give me anxiety. But when I go to God and say, Lord, I need you to help me. And I'm not saying that God is going to tell you everything in that moment because a lot of things we're not able to handle. But rest assured, God will let you know I have you covered and he will give you somewhat of what to do next. So that you have a direction of where to go. If he tells you to stand still, stand still. If he tells you to wait, then you have to wait. And even in waiting, I know for me, patience, having patience to wait, you know, sometimes can be hard. But if God's telling you wait is not telling you to wait, then you need to wait. Because maybe there's something that he is preparing you for. There's something that he is setting up, putting things in order so that you are ready to receive it, so that you're ready to walk in it. So God gives us peace. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 27. John 14, 27. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, my God. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid, my God. This scripture, this scripture, and I have to give shout out to him, my fiance, Dante McNeil. He, when I was telling him about just how I was struggling in my mind, he said, won't you put it as a screensaver? Put a scripture as a screensaver. So every time, because we have these phones like connected to our hip, right? So every time you go, every time I click on my phone, the scripture is on my screensaver to remind me of the gift that God has given me. Peace. Is a gift to us that God gives us. Peace is a gift to us that God has given us. It's a part of our inheritance as believers, as sons and daughters of the most high God. Peace belongs to us. It is a it is our portion. So that is why the enemy wants to take it away because he knows it is something that God has gifted to us. I'm going to read it again. It says, I am leaving you with a gift. This is Jesus talking. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So if you're looking for it in the world, I'm sorry, you can't find it. This is why so many celebrities are out there. They got all this money. They got the houses. They got the cars. They got the fame. They got the land. They got all these things. But yet they still don't have peace. God rest his soul. Rob. uh, Robert, um, Robin, Robin Williams, excuse me. Robin Williams is one of my favorite actors um, and comedians. He did not have peace. He had a wonderful family, wonderful wife. He had the fame. He was um, very, um, the talent, hands down, being able to do serious and funny movies. He had it all. But he did not have peace of mind. He did not have peace of mind and he committed suicide. 
because the peace that he sought for was not in the world. The peace that he sought for was not in fame. The peace that he sought for was not in money. The peace that he sought for was not even his family couldn't even give it to him. That peace that he was seeking for can only come from God, can only come from having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the only way we can receive that peace. That peace that surpasses all human understanding can only come from the true and living God. My God can only come from him. So next point, we're talking about again, benefits of spending quality time with God. Giving God our undivided attention. Undivided attention. Number two, discernment. Discernment is another benefit. Discernment. And discernment simply means the ability to decide between truth and error. What is true and what is a lie. And you're able to discern. You can't discern anything. And yes, let me put this out there because Pastor Tracy definitely taught uh, me that in school. Is that discernment is given to us as soon as we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That is a part of our inheritance. However, discernment, we need to grow in our discernment. And how do we grow in our discernment? By spending time, by spending quality time with God, able to discern between truth and error, what is truth and what is, fact, what is facts and what is false. Spending quality time with the Heavenly Father. Let's go to John 14. John, oh, we're already here. John 14. Verse 24 through 26. Did I do the right scripture? I want to make sure. I believe I did. Yes, I did. Um, and reading from the New Living Translation. So um, it says, anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I'm telling you is from the Father who sent me. This is Jesus talking. I am telling you these things now while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. And the reason why the, whole, um, the Holy Spirit let me hear is because we can't have discernment without the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, he said before, before he went um, up into heaven and sit on the right hand of the Father, he said, I'm leaving with you the advocate who is the Holy Spirit. I'm leaving with you because he is going to be the one that's going to lead you. He's going to be the one to give you direction. He's going, he's going to be the one that lets you know right from wrong, to be able to tell even when, when you're facing certain things and certain decisions that you have to make and you're just like, uh, should I take this job? And it's simple. It's not so much things that, you know, for simple things, but it's also making the right, making the right choices. Or whether or not this is the right timing of God. And the Holy Spirit said, no, this is not the right timing. Whether this is um, a truth or error. This, the whole, Jesus said, I'm leaving with you the advocate as my representative. The advocate, the Holy Spirit is a representative of Christ, of God. 
And it says he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. The only way we can be taught is by spending quality time. Listen, I'm going to keep saying it because this is what we need to understand. God is requiring for us to spend quality time with him. There are some things that God wants to reveal to us. There are some things that God wants to tell us. There are some doors that God wants to open, but he will not do that if we're not spending quality time high of high standard time with him. So God has sent the advocate. He has left us with the Holy Spirit. Who is the one who directs us? He directs us. He gives us. He lets us know what to do, what's right and what's wrong. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amplified version. And it says, but the natural, this scripture, all right, y'all just listen carefully. But the natural unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd and illogical to him. And he is incapable of understanding them. Because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. And he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. I'm going to pause right here. So it's talking about is um, in the scripture, it is comparing, it is comparing, um, comparing the natural person to spiritual. So the natural man, it says the natural man, unbelieving man, does not accept the things, the teachings and revelations of the spirit of God, talking about the Holy Spirit, for they are foolishness to him. It doesn't make any sense to the natural man. He does not understand it. It says it is um, absurd and illogical to him, and he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated, and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. And then in verse 15, it says, but the spiritual man, the spiritually mature Christian judges all things, questions, examines and and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals, yet is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. For who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. My God. Jesus is letting us know. He's letting us know that we are able, when we are spiritually mature, when we are spiritually mature, we're able to judge things, questions, examines of what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. What the Holy Spirit reveals to us, we're able to decipher whether or not this is truth or error. Why? Because we have the advocate, because we have the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ has left us with to guide us, to guide us in in our everyday lives. This is a benefit of spending quality time with God. A lot of times we're like, oh, well, I didn't know that this was wrong, but you didn't know that it was wrong because you didn't talk to God. You didn't seek God. You didn't seek him first. 
to see what it is that you need to be doing in your life, lives. Which leads to number three. Leads to number three is knowing, knowing God's voice, knowing God's voice. That is another benefit of spending quality time with God, knowing God's voice. Some people are like, I don't know what, what, uh, what, how I, how do I know that I'm hearing from God? How do you know? You have to spend time with them. You have to pray. We'll be talking about three other three things: prayer, worship, and reading God's word. You have to do those three things in order to be able to understand who God truly is, to be able to even be able to hear and to know, decipher, because there are three sources, and that is God, the enemy, and ourselves. Three sources and to be able to decipher and have discernment to be able to tell which one is God, your your own self talking to you or the enemy. You have to spend time just thinking about, okay, thinking about your friends, for instance. If you have a best friend or close friend or whatever, and you spend and spend a lot of time with them, if they call you and if say if we did not have caller ID. If we didn't have caller ID on our phones, the amount of time that you spent with them, you should be able to know their voice just by answering the phone. I know not too many people have landlines. I mean, I don't have a landline, but not too many people have landlines. But back in the day when we didn't have caller ID and you pick up the phone, if say for instance, are you use this one better yet? If your mom or your dad called you, without having a call ID, you should know that that's your mom or your dad. Why? Because you spend quality time with your parents. You spend quality time with your family. You spend quality time with your loved ones. The same way it should be with God. The same way it should be with God. The more time, the more time you spend with him, the more you will know his voice. The more time you spend with him, the more you will know his voice. That is how you know. Let's go to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 24 through 28 in the Amplified Version. And it says, so the Jews surrounded him and began saying to him, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are really the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, tell us so plainly and openly. Jesus answered them, I have told you so, yet you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name testify concerning me. They are my credentials and the evidence declaring who I am. But you do not believe me. So you do not trust and follow me because you are not my sheep. Hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never ever by any means perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My God. So Jesus is like, if you were my sheep, 
if you were my sheep, then you would know me. And my sheep know my voice. So how do you know your voice? By spending quality time with God, by praying, by worshiping, by reading God's holy word. This is how you begin to know his voice. The more you talk with him, the more the word of God says, abide, abide in me, and I will abide in you. Spend time with me, and I'll spend time with you. Get close to me, draw close to me, and I will draw close to you. I will draw near. Another version. This is what God requires from us. If we want to know God's voice, we have to spend quality time, high standard. High standard. And the last point. The last point is God will give you your heart's desires. God will give you your heart's desires. When we spend quality time with God, he will give you the desires of your heart. And this, I think I mentioned this um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. But uh, Chandler Moore, I was listening to one of um, one of his uh, videos and he was doing a uh, worship service and he was just talking about how when the word of God talks about God will give you the desires of your heart. And a lot of people are like, how does that work? It's because God, God tells you with the desire. God tells you, God tells us what to desire. And because he tells us what to desire, he tells, therefore, he will give us the desires of our heart because he told us what to desire. Therefore, he's going to grant us those desires when we abide in him, when we spend time with him. He's going to give us the desires that he has, who Holy Spirit, that he has already told us to have. They didn't just come from the clear blue sky. No, God planted those desires in our heart. He planted those desires in our heart and therefore he's going to give it to us when we spend time with him. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 in the Amplified Version. And it says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God and all these things will be given to you also. That's even going back to talking about discernment because discernment is what, again, knowing what to do, right? With knowing the difference between right and wrong. He said, God is saying, when you seek me, I will let you know what, what to do. What's the difference between right and wrong? And then he said, I will also add. All of these things will be given unto you also. What are all of these things? Everything we need. Everything we need. Everything we desire. That is all of these things. But God, going back to it, going back to the first part, it says, but first and most importantly, seek me. God is saying, listen, I quality time is high standard, a high standard. So God is saying, listen, you need to put me before everything. You need to put me before uh, spending time with your families, before spending time with your spouse, before the spending time and watching TV, before doing all of these things. Seek me first. Give me my time. And then you can do everything else. 
give me my time and then you can do everything else. We need to have be disciplined. We need to have a disciplined prayer life. We need to have a disciplined uh, life uh, full of devotion and full of worship. This is what God is requiring for us. We are treating this thing again like it's an option and God is saying this is not an option. This is a requirement. If you want to draw close to me, if you want to truly experience the fullness of who I am, then I require to spend for you to spend more time with me. You can't treat me like a second, like a second, second hand. Like an option. God say I'm not an option. I am the only choice. Hey, Rabbi, see, God said I'm not the option. I am the only choice. He God says I'm number one. I'm not second best to nobody. And that is how we need to be looking at God. God is the one and only, the true and living God. And then last scripture. Um, continue uh, going uh, up some verses, staying in Matthew 6. In verse 6. And it says, but when you pray, go into your most private room, close the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Will reward you. My God. God is saying, I will reward you for everything you do. Not even trying to be worried about being recognized. Not trying to be worried about who sees you do anything. No, this is about uh, intimacy with the father. Intimacy with him. Being one-on-one with him. Doing things because you want to be pleasing to God. Doing things because you want to do things selfishly for God. Because why? He does everything unselfishly for us. Because he loves us unconditionally. And God is saying, I'm expecting that in return. I am expecting that in return. And when you pray, I'm going to close out with this prayer. Because it leads to the Lord's prayer. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified in verse 7 through 9. Um, actually verse seven through, um, 13, it says, and when you pray, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them praying as they do for your father knows what you need before you ask him. It says, pray then in this way, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, letting go of both the wrong and the resentment. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours, for yours, talking about God, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. That is the Lord's prayer. This is how we, God is requiring for us to pray to pray, to ask God, to go to, to go to him and, and seek God for daily bread. Daily bread is talking about God's word, to have a desire to read his word, to have a desire to worship him, to go to him and say, Lord, forgive me of my all my debts. They for also forgive those who have um, my debtors, the one have done me wrong. 
forgive them as well. And God, help me, God, to to not to not um to not give into temptation. Help me to not even um go that path. But God, help me to Father God to have a clear mind so that I know wrong and right, wrong from right. And God, when I allow you to do that, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. Quality time with God. Quality time. That is one of God's love languages. And God wanted me to start with that because that is important. If we don't have that, then we won't be able to do, to even experience the rest of the love languages. Have quality time with him. To God be the glory. Thank you, mommy. To God be the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, guys. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted tonight. I want to make sure that I do not um, close out any podcast, any podcast without without making sure that I offer the gift of salvation to those of you that do not know Christ. And as we were um, talking throughout the podcast and you were just, we're learning about God's love. We're learning about how God sacrifices only begotten sons for you and me so that we can have life eternally. And we're learning about that. And maybe you have not experienced love. Maybe you, you have never even said the word love. And that's because, as I mentioned earlier, because you don't know God and God is love. So if you want to experience that unconditional love, that unselfish love, you have to have a relationship with God. But the only way to get to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. For in John 14, 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man shall come unto the Father but by me, but through him. That was Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for you and me so that we can have life eternally. So if you're ready to experience that peace that we were talking about, that benefit to have a peace, a clear mind, that even when everything is going on around you in this world and causing craziness and running amok all over the place, but yet and still God can give you that peace and knowing that he has your back, that he will provide for you, give you everything you need and more. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Try him today. I promise you that if you try him, it would be the best decision you ever make in your life. So to say this prayer of salvation with me, say, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart and I'm confessing with my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins so that I can have a life eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me. Thank you, Jesus. Renew my mind so that my mind can be stayed on you. So, Jesus, I thank you for giving me a chance. I thank you, Jesus, for giving me a chance to God to get it right. So, Jesus, I thank you. And I surrender myself to you. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome to God be the glory. Hallelujah. Heaven is rejoicing for your soul right now. You are a new creature. Your past is behind you and behold, all things are new before you. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. And last call. Last call for those of you that may have had a relationship with Christ at some point in your life, but you have allowed yourself to step away from the things of God, allowed yourself to get under from under the grace of, um, of God. But Jesus is married to the backslider. Jesus is married to the backslider and he's been calling you home, calling you to come back to him. You have tried to go out there and you may have experienced some hardship and some circumstances that it caused you to, to think that God left you. But God said, I never leave you or forsake you. And, and even if you don't believe it, God has been there with you this whole time. This whole time waiting for you to come back, prodigal son and daughter, waiting for you to come back. And he's there with open arms. He said, I'm here and I'm waiting. And it's not too late because you're watching this podcast and you're listening right now. It's not too late. So I encourage you to say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry. I step from under your grace and I tried to live this life without you. But Jesus, I failed. I realized, Jesus, I need you more now than I ever did before. Jesus, I already know that you died on the cross for my sins. But Jesus, I ask that you come back into my life and be my Lord and Savior once again. I ask that you renew my mind once again. Cleanse me, wash me, and make me whole again. Jesus, I thank you for giving me another chance. I surrender my life to you. I'm not going back. But I am moving forward. I am moving ahead. Jesus, be my savior once again. And I submit myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 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 God has forgiven you. And I encourage you to forgive yourself because the enemy will try to bring back your past. He will try to bring back those things that you once did before. But if God, if you have casted all your cares to God, if you have repented for, for your wrongdoings and, and, and making a conscious decision to not go back to your bad habits and the old lifestyle, God has wiped that slate clean. God has forgotten about it. So therefore, you need to move forward and do not allow the enemy to throw those things back into your face. God loves you and he cares. You are a new creature. Move forward. This is a new day and a fresh start. To God be the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, guys. And I pray that everybody again was encouraged and uplifted. Please, please. If you want to keep up with I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated, please follow us on Facebook. Um, we are I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on, or Inc. rather, on Facebook and on Instagram. We are I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. If you want to keep up with all of our podcasts and any upcoming events that we have, 
when pandemic is over. Um, also, if any of my uh, want to listen to the podcast, we are available on all podcast platforms. So that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So stay tuned for all the things that Imperfectly Perfect has going on. I love you guys so much. Continue to allow God to love on you and make sure that you love on him back. Make sure you love on him back. So until next time on Imperfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Peace and blessings. Have a great night.